Hey there, boys and girls. It is November 5th, 2015. Welcome to another episode of the Sardinas of the Ground podcast. So. Okay. Good day. Welcome to our single. What was that? Getting a little excited there to begin. Luckily, we had our volume down enough where we didn't clip. But see, the pop filter makes a difference. Nah, I, I, it's the. What do you call it? I Even had up. my mouth directly touching the microphone. That might might have had something to do with it. <laughs> Don't put your mouth through. It's it's uh it's not a popsicle. It's not a popsicle. So yeah, do not put your mouth directly on it. Jonesy or whoever uses uh, electro. This is electro's mic. Uh, sorry, bro. You know it's the ass mic. Hannibal Beers has the whole thing about that. But anyway, <laughs> we're uh, here. We are another episode of Selena's Underground podcast. Uh, this is uh, a, yeah. What up? What up, y'all? Um, it's been a busy week. Busy week for everybody, man. Um, I'm finally caught up at work. Oh, well, Kujo, I mean, people don't know this about us. I mean, you know, little, little me, me and you, we work together in our mm-hmm. full time. We have regular eight to five jobs. Well, mine's twelve to nine. Weird. <laughs> But it works. It works. It's still eight hours. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, we work at a sm- small manufacturing company here in Salinas. We're manufacturers, yo. American manufacturers. We're, we, you know, we're still around, baby. They exist. We actually produce more than ever. Look up the facts, yo. Um, but, yeah. So, we, we have a full-time job. And we've been... Uh, we did a major transition starting in June... We added some really cool machines and, you know, this more automation, more more technology, badass stuff, dude. Super cool stuff to the point where Salinas, this company here in Salinas has the most, um, we, we have, we bought these fucking badass industrial printers, $25,000 printers. We have, we bought a bunch of them. We have the most in the world. This company has the most in the world. It's great. In Salinas, dude, in Salinas. We we have the most of these printers in the world. There's no no one other place that has this many uh, of these machines in one spot, except for like the factory that sells them. <laughs> not even they the might M-O. not even. Yeah, yeah it's fuck. <laughs> Every time we ordered them, we had to wait for them to build one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, it's a new product. Is we're not that cool. Eventually, eventually we'll get we'll get. Um, eventually, the world will catch up. Yeah. yeah I but you. I wanna I wanna get a trip out of it or something, you know? Like hey, take <laughs> to Japan, hell yeah. yeah it's, or down. take me to a trade show, dude. We spent <laughs> this fucking company spent over a hundred fucking grand with your company. Buy us some sushi. Yeah, <laughs> can you can you give us a trip? That's like fuck come on. Boo-boo come yeah. on. And we still buy the ink from them, you know? So yeah. come on. Come on, Muto. Come on, Muto. Give us a free flight. Uh but anyway, so so we we finally we've caught up with that. We've that's been ugh, that's been hanging over our our heads for so long. We almost almost lost work. We you know, we almost had customers leave us. But we sur- we went we survived and we're alive and we're drinking beer and we're talking to you fine folks. Um not so fine. I don't know who are <laughs> we, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know who whatever. I know. Our I know the people that that talk to us here at the pub and all that. They're attractive people. We got attractive <laughs> listeners. I'm sure we, you know, the ones we don't know are just as attractive. I want to keep pushing it, but nah. We have a thousand. Oh, speaking of that, a thousand twenty-two likes, oh, yeah. yo, man, a thousand twenty-two likes. That's 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 crazy. We were. Didn't we hit a thousand during one of our recordings, and we just didn't yeah, right during after? a recording yeah. two or three Fuck weeks yeah. ago, we hit, we surpassed the one thousand mark, and we would have never expected that, man. So awesome! Thanks to everybody that has that has liked it, that has told people about it, that has shared it. 
It, it, it's been such such a fun journey. It's only getting better. It's getting crazier. It's getting crazier. It's coming It's Definitely. coming faster. Again, t- today we have this, I- this interview with these folks uh, from Oklahoma. And and so, you know, so we're really, we're, we're expanding our reach, you know, and it's fun and we're enjoying it. And, and thank you again. Thanks to everybody that listens till thanks to everyone that, that responds. Thanks to everyone that even has disagreeable comments on Facebook. We're okay with that. You know, again, we want to stress that is that we're okay. You don't have to agree with our opinion. What we say on this podcast is our opinion. We don't, nobody's paying us, you know, we, we love to show off these businesses downtown or anything, but we, you know, we don't take any payment from them or anything. We do it because we like them. We, we enjoy them, you know, and we think you should as well. It's not like they don't give us money to, to talk them up. No, hell no. We, you know, we're selling this underground podcast and we're a podcast because we're free. You know, you can download this for free. You could listen for free and we don't, we don't have to charge. We don't have to charge. We're not like these big news stations and all that. Oh, speaking of that, speaking of that, that's a little, uh, hey, hey, it's about time. You just like went to a complete stop and, and looked around where you're like. Well, yeah, I well, I mean, I, well, yeah, I was talking about the, you know, we're, we're yeah. this, we're, again, I just, we're, we're not journalists. We're not this major news agency. We're just some dudes with opinions that love our town. You know, the bare bones of it, that's Salinas Underground. We love Salinas. We have opinions, and we're talking about them. You may agree with them sometimes. You may not. Um, but along those lines, uh, in the journal, we're, we're dipping our toes in this real fucking journalism world all of a sudden. We're, di- we're, we're, we're walking the shores of Journalism Lake, and we're, we're dipping our toes. And um, so at the moment, we're actually we're working on a podcast with the, the Californian. Dun, dun, dun. People are like, "What are you fucking? Are, what are you, the what? No, yes, yes, the Californian folks. Um, we that's our hometown paper. You know, that's our hometown paper. We we've discussed what's going on with them before. We didn't really know that much. That girl's taking a selfie over there. That girl's taking a selfie. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we've we've. You know, we've discussed their three-day print cycle now. They're they're trying to go this digital route, um, and 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 we, we again we love our city. Again, we just said it right now we love Salinas. We're all for Salinas. The Salinas Californian is the city paper. It's that that backbone of of information how it gets spread. You know, it's what eighteen seventy four or something. We figured out that it was the first time they printed it. Eighteen seventy four, dude. Eighteen seventy four. It's two thousand fucking fifteen. It's um the the oldest continuously published paper in California, and um and it, it, it would genuinely be bad to you know it'd be a sad day to see them go. It'd be it'd be an unfortunate time. Um so and we don't they're not we don't think they're going anywhere. They're definitely trying to go younger. That's that's really they they realized that they've kind of. They forgot about us. Hey, we're 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 easy to forget about. You know, we've talked about it on the show. We've gotten grief on the show. Thanks, people. By the way, <laughs> thank you. I didn't listen to the episodes, man. Listen before you you freaking jump on us for a headline. Um, but yeah, it's easier uh, our generation to to get looked over. And and luckily, you know, Paula and Jay and the good people down there at the at the California realize this, and they're like, you know what, we fucked up. We fucked up. We 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 ignored this good demographic that this town is the majority of, 
and we need we you know we need to, to figure it out. We, we need we need to get them on back on our side. So you know we said, hey, what the fuck? What about a podcast? <laughs> we're doing a podcast, and they're like, all right, let's 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 see where where this goes. So what we're planning is about a twenty to thirty minute uh, weekly podcast, kind of discussing what this week in the Californian. Essentially, we don't have a name. That's how you know. That's how new it is. We don't have a name. I, I, that's why I don't want to say too much. I don't know really what it's going to turn into, but we're definitely we've had enough talks where I think this where at least we'll put an episode out. But um, so yeah, so so stay tuned for that. It, that'll be a, a little more structured, a little less wackiness, a little less cussing. Um, so, but the real soul of it will still be here. Selena's Underground will still be here delivering what we do in our own way we're not changing anything we do um but but again we we would love to we, we're here for the community you know we're here for the community whatever whoever needs help and again if you got you want to start a podcast shoot us a message shoot us a message on facebook shoot us a message on twitter i don't know how it works on instagram don't send us messages on instagram because i don't know how to check them i fucking i i've i've googled it i i don't know i know you can and i know there's a way but I'm probably gonna ignore you. The thing is, is orange. Like, hey, you got a message? Like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> do you know how to do it? I don't know um, if you know how to do it. Well, I imagine if it were a nude or something, I could figure it out. But for the most part, nah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. I have no freaking clue. So yeah, send, dude. Again, Selena's Underground Podcast at Gmail. If you want to spell all that out. <laughs> on Facebook or on Twitter, send us a message. Again, even if you're just some person that has this idea, you don't have to be a, a agency or a company, dude. We're just we're just dudes. Yeah, shoot yeah. us a message. Yeah. Say, hey man, I, I want to start a podcast. I listen listen to what you're doing. Um, I want to do and my I own. Think I can do it better. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> hey, you, man, do a lot of people probably can. A lot of people probably can. But so just do it. Message us. Um, hit us up. So yeah. So be on the lookout for for that whatever the hell we're going to call it. Um, and also, we are working on a wine podcast as well. Man, we're we're, just, we're podcast crazy right now. So, uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, Cujo is probably just going to be on, on the production side of it. But it's... look, it's Yeah. I just want free wine. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> yeah. It's going to yeah. be a, a Monterey County wine-based podcast that we're calling the Terrar Squad. Because we got the best terroir. The terror squad? Not terroir, baby. <laughs> terroir. Uh, you got to spell that out for um, me. Yeah, so, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, and, right. and again, thanks to everybody that, that has been a part of this journey. It's been really awesome. Anybody that's reached out to us, you know, Rachel, that, you know, she, because of her, Javier Placencia and, and Felipe Hernandez in, in Watsonville and just everybody. I mean, I, I, it's. I mean, 80 episodes in, the list can go on and on. And and, and thanks for everybody and, uh, you know, for, for supporting us and for pushing us and and for, for being critical of us when you need to. You know, we, we really enjoyed it. And, and and don't be afraid. We have thick skin. We can handle it. We can handle it. Speak. Oh, go ahead. I was oh. going to say, mine's just fat. Go ahead. <laughs> well, speaking of eat both fat and thick skin. Yeah. My uh, garden story, final garden story of the season, because yep. Anyways, in the garden, in the garden of Beta, in the garden. So uh, I always thought it was in the garden of evil. Like that just dawned on me. In the garden of Beta. In the Eden, yeah. Um. So 
anyway, I mean, I don't know how many times I've talked about it on the podcast. Not not very often. At least twice. Mm-hmm. At least. At but least cancer tomatoes and chilies? Tomatoes. <laughs> Peppers? Man, that tomato. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, I have a garden. I have a, I have a garden. Okay. Everyone should have a fucking garden. This... Oh, this this is a perfect lead into the interview, and yeah, yeah. you'll listen to why you need a garden. You'll listen to Sam and Stan um, in a couple of minutes, but um, so I have a garden in the and um, the purpose of it this year, I wanted to make my own tomato sauce. I was like, how far can I go to make my own tomato sauce? You know, grow my tomatoes, grow some some basil. Some garlic. Make some pizza, which we haven't done in how long? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while for the pizza. I did make the <laughs> sauce. That's why I'm cool with it. But, um, but so, yeah. So, I, anyway, I, I had some San Marzano's. I had some basil. I had oregano. I got strawberries. I got uh, mint. The mint was awesome. Uh, I got artichokes. Uh, please give me some artichokes at some point. It's been like a year. Uh, I got some peppers. Those were my favorite. I, I got uh, some Fresno chilies and some Kung Pao peppers, which are a hybrid of Thai chilies. That are, they're not as, as spicy as Thai chili, but they're, they're damn good. So anyway, the Fresnos, um, the Fresno peppers are essentially a spice. They're spicier than jalapenos, but not as spicy as Serrano's. And people that know, if you ever had salsa, you know, that green pepper that's chopped up in your salsa, that's usually a serrano. And they're fucking pretty spicy. They're pretty spicy. So anyway, it was a successful, successful growing season for Birdman. <laughs> um, again, I harvested all kinds of tomatoes. I, I made some sauce. I, you know, I put, uh, I got some basil, freaking oregano, all that stuff. But the peppers, I had never successfully grown peppers. That's what I was most excited about. Um, I made that. I made some marinade last week with the Fresno chilies, and we yeah. had freaking a pork feast. We had a pork feast, man. Pork chops, pork loin, all that stuff. Um, and so it was. So yeah, so the peppers are, and I was because I never was good at peppers, and I always blamed it. Oh, Salinas is too cold. Salinas is too cold for peppers. I'm a great gardener. It's not me. It's the peppers. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, they grow in Hollister and, and Gilroy and all that shit. You get peppers, you know. So I was like, hmm, it's that. But hell no. This year, I don't know. I, I, I hit it right. I hit it right. So, um, so I was loving the peppers, but then it's it's starting to get cold, you know. So I'm like, oh man, what the fuck's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Because all year, the Fresnos have been growing like crazy. They're just like, rah, 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 like fruit, 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 fruit. I, you know, they they've just been going nuts. Remember, uh, well, anyone that listened to the podcast, I was concerned because it was it was under shade, the the um, no the walnut tree, the walnut tree was shading my Fresno chilies, and I was like, fuck, like three months ago that started. So I was concerned that that was gonna affect it. Ah, Fresno chili didn't care. <laughs> I said, let's let's grow, bro. And um, so it kept growing, it kept growing, and. The Kung Pao peppers were growing hella chill, just like all slow, you know, they're moving at the speed of Corona light and shit. Like, <laughs> come on. They were coming just. Yeah, and they were cool because, dude, the peppers are like four inches long and they curl. Oh. Like when they, they start redding, like when they go from green to red, they curl. So they just look all like mean and shit. Yeah. So they were growing all slow and it's like, what the it's fuck? Like Stop being a dick. Yeah. So anyway, so the the pepper... So then, it, finally, this week, we, we got our cold. The cold arrived here in Central California. Um, 
and by that we mean 50 degree weather. <laughs> you always got to clarify for I know we have most of our <laughs> listeners are local but we have some people from colder parts of the world and yeah, cold for for California is 50 degrees at night um and and lower and so I was like, ah oh, shit, the peppers. The Fresno, yeah, the Fresno was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And it just started dropping its its leaves. It's still it's still maturing its its fruit, so it's all good. But what's tripping me out is the Kung Pao pepper. It's just like, are you cold? I'm not cold. It's just, it's just, it's still growing like a champ. It's growing. It's active. Like flowers are coming out of it in the short days and everything. What the hell are you doing? GMO ass crop. Even though it says GMO, it's a hybrid crop, but it says GMO free. And it's like, oh, God, you're GMO. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm like, cool. I don't know what to do with those peppers. I have no idea. I've thrown them in my sauce before. But now that it's the, the Fresnos that added the heat. And they have this fucking delicious. They're so sweet. I don't know. Anyway, peppers for life, yo. Um, <laughs> but at one point, I didn't know what to do with all, like, when it's like the peak of the growing season. It's like every day you're harvesting stuff, and you're like, what the fuck do I do with this? Like, I ended up, I'm like, fuck it, fresh compost. <laughs> it would be like, you know, oh, just, really? dude, fresh food. <laughs> yeah, fresh food that I harvested from my garden. I didn't know how to get rid of it, you know? Like, who the hell uses Kung Pao peppers? I don't know, you know? So it'd be like, eh, whatever, you know? My compost goes right back into my garden. So, it, yeah, circle of life. I don't lose any money. Um, so, but I, I and, and then in the summer, I mean, this wasn't around this time. It was just, it was just at a random time. Again, it, in Reddit, you'll hear about Reddit in the interview. But I, I came across this website um, on my perusing of the onlines called foodweb.io. Dot .io, not .com, not .org, .io, foodweb.io. And this website, it just you sign up to this website, and you other automatically become either a buyer or a seller. So, again, me with my Fresno chilies that I had an abundance of, I could have gone on there and said and signed up. Well, I did sign up. It takes like two seconds to sign up. They, they, the most basic information they ask. Um, but you sign up, and boom, and then you could just make a post. So I could have put on there, hey, I got, I got Fresno chilies for sale, $2 a pound if anybody wants some. Um, and, yeah, and, and people are doing it. It's a really new website. I mean, when I came across it, it was, I think, two or three weeks old. Yeah. And, and that was about three months ago. And oh, ever since I came across it, I was messaging the dudes. And I was, hey, man, you got to come on the show. You got to come on the show. Like, you have no idea. We're, we're from Salinas Valley. We're from the salad bowl of the world, of the country. Fuck it. We're salad bowl of the world. Uh, bring it other salad-producing regions. We are the salad bowl of the world. Um, yeah, so I was like, you got to come on. You got to come on. I love what you guys are doing. Everybody that I talk to is all about, like, growing their own food. Everybody around our age seems to be like, why the fuck are we giving our money to Safeway <laughs> and to freaking Knob Hill and stuff? And so it's like three companies. And it's like, why are we doing that? We can grow our own stuff. Not only is it cheaper, we know exactly what went into it. If I plant a seed into the ground and it turns into uh, tomatoes five months later, I know exactly what those tomatoes have been eating those five months, you know. And I can control that to what my liking. Yeah, I can go get miracle Grow or whatever the hell nasty chemicals and I want to put in there and get this badass delicious fruit just like the grocery store for way cheaper. 
Or you could go the full organic way with compost and worms and all this stuff. And yeah, you don't get as big fruit or whatever, but you get some damn tasty stuff. And again, you have the freedom. You do whatever you want. You do what you want, but ultimately you're just gonna you're gonna save money and you're gonna eat better. If you grow, I haven't eat this, eaten this many tomatoes in my life as I have this year. I was I hated tomatoes forever. And then you grow your own stuff. It's just, it's just better. I don't know. When you grow your own. Uh, but anyway, we, we so, again, for months, we tried to get these guys on the show, and we finally got them on. Uh, they're really great guys. Um, again, Sam and Stan, they created foodweb.io, and it's a, it's a Skype interview, so it's a, it's, a new, it's a new thing for Salinas Underground. And so, so yeah, so we apologize if it doesn't sound up, up to, you know, like it usually does, but we'll 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 fix it and we'll get better at it, and it it's not that bad. Um, but anyway, we, we, you know, I hope you guys enjoy the interview and 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 yeah, this is this is the future. This is our generation here. You know, we we are we're gonna kill the supermarket, Cujo. <laughs> I I fuck I keep saying that our I generation. Know, I I feel like there's no supermarket supermarkets. We're owned gonna, by local people. There's we're grocery kill stores it with Amazon in our backyard. Yeah, but I don't know I, about dude. Just gardening. I was I, I was fucking. I was talking to Tim right now. And he was saying that Amazon has a grocery delivery service in San Francisco now. You you Tim and Google, dude. You yeah. You order groceries the same day yeah. they deliver them to you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, no, uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Safeway. See ya. Well, no. See ya. Um, the thing, I, I I don't know how many people use what out there, but like Google actually buys from the stores, deliver same day. Amazon oh, has its own thing, so never mind. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I source locally. You know, if you can't find it from the farmers market, then you go to grocery. We're killing the supermarkets. Yeah, and again, <laughs> I, I like grocery stores. They're all right with me. Star Market, keep keep fighting, baby. <laughs> you guys are fucking awesome. Anything and anywhere, Martinelli's for me. <laughs> All day. But anyway, so I uh, hope you guys enjoy the interview, and uh, here we go. All right, folks, we're here today. We got a special, special interview. The first call-in Skype interview in oh, Salinas Underground history. I, did you hear that reverb? Anyway, so we got, we got two guys here um, from Oklahoma. Only one's in Oklahoma at the moment. Um, but they, they made this, this really, really awesome website that I came across on Reddit. <laughs> And if you listen to the podcast, you know about me talking about Reddit. That, that's, I'm on that shit too much. Um, but it, it was a website called Food Web, and it's a very, very interesting concept. And uh, we have the the founders, the the creators. I don't know what, what would what we call, but we got as uh, Samuel or Sam. We'll go with Sam. Sam. All right, Sam and Stan. All right, that Sam and Stan and. and they're not like a law firm. That's just, that's really their names. <laughs> we got Sam and Stan here, the uh, creators of Food Web. And yeah, and so we're going to pick their brains for a little bit and figure out what this Food Web is and, and what they plan on doing with it. So, um, first and foremost, what is Food Web? Go ahead, Sam. All right. Yeah. Food Web, um, basically a website that we're trying to connect local food producers with local food consumers so it's a social network and i guess we're just trying to build it from the ground up 
from the person with the garden that has a few too many extra tomatoes all the way up to a local restaurant or a local grocery store. Yeah, again, so the, no, no, go ahead. And so the goal is to just really build these connections in communities, you know, connecting uh, local food uh, to buyers from, you know, little cities all the way to big metropolitan areas, you know, with the capability of reaching a global audience as well. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, okay. That's, um, yeah, because for people who aren't aware, it's uh, foodweb.io, which that, that, that .io is so popular right now. But yeah, foodweb.io, and it's, su- it's super simple. That's what I loved about it. As soon as I heard about it, it, you, it takes like two seconds to sign up. But yeah, you could sign up, and, and yeah, if you have too many carrots in your garden or you got too many peppers or, or whatever it might be, you could sell it on this website. That's essentially what it does, and it's, it's so cool and it's so simple. Um, and yeah, it, it's I describe it as an online farmers market, and and it's so awesome. Um, but but what? So you guys kind of spoke about it a little bit right here. But um, but what is the purpose or what's the goal of the website? I mean, it, it's really in its infancy right now. But but ultimately, what do you want to do with it? Well, I think there's a lot of websites out there that you know you can see where local food is, but there's not really anything out there that shows you where it's being grown and where it's coming from. Um, So what we're wanting to do is we want to connect these networks of uh, food producers and food buyers and um, really make the whole uh, process of finding, sourcing local food more transparent. And so, you know, looking at everything out there, we just didn't really see anything like that. There really is nothing. If, if you were a local restaurant, grocery store, there's really nothing out there that they could help you easily find growers, uh, just whether it be big or small. Um, basically, they just rely on person-to-person contacts and pre-established relationships. We just want to make it, we want one single platform that people can log into to buy food. Yeah. You know, just to give you a little bit of background, the idea really hit me when I was um, I was at a music uh, concert and one of my friends, I was talking to her and she said she had a chicken coop in her backyard. And she was like, I have just too many eggs. My (laughs) husband and I have made every single plate we can think of with eggs. And I just wish I could sell them to my neighbors or get rid of them somehow. And I was like, gosh, your fresh eggs sound great. You know, it turns out that she actually lived a couple blocks over, and I thought to myself, wow, I wish I would have known that she wanted to get rid of these eggs. I would much rather ride my bike over to her house and pick up these eggs than go to the store and get eggs from chickens that I don't know what kind of conditions they're in. You know, I could go to her house, see her chickens. They're happy. She loves them, and it's fresh. So I thought, wow, what if there was a platform where – you know, communities had the means to communicate with each other, form relationships and, you know, buy, sell, trade food um, on their own without having, you know, the grocery store in the middle. That that's a that's a great uh, that's uh, that's a great story. And I hadn't even connected the dots as well because I have. Yeah. I chickens again when it comes to chickens, um, because I'm not a vegetarian or something. I like meat, but I also it's messed up. Factory farming is 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 so so terrible. Um, and yeah, so I I at one point was like, somebody has to have chickens that they that they you know that they sell for meat around here. 
And so, yeah, the way I did it was, tr- was ask people. There would, you know, it'd be nice if there was a website. That, that didn't, didn't even occur to me. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's a that's a that's a great, that's a great idea. Again, I'm, I I signed up for it. But yeah, how how I didn't think about the chickens. I just think of fruits and vegetables. I didn't think chicken. Yeah, it could essentially be anything, really. There's yeah. no boundaries because it's really up to the people to, you know, form these food networks. So the goal is to kind of leave it up to the people to make it their own. And so, you know, by adding, we're constantly trying to add new features, you know, um, you know, rating system to kind of ensure that the uh, quality of the food is controlled, too. You know, kind of, you know, if you have a good experience with a seller, you can rate them and say, hey, you know, yeah. Farmer Joe's got really awesome cucumbers. Uh, come back to him. Or, you know, Farmer Tom, you know, his his tomatoes aren't as good. So, you know, you can have like a uh, sort of rating system to kind yeah. of control the quality of what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And again, that that's cool because the traditional way, you know, so – People, salesmen sell, you know, the produce to, to restaurants and grocery stores and this and that. So, yeah, so a guy with a slick mouth can come in and sell anything. And, you know, having those peer reviews, you know, people that actually bought it, that, that actually, that means so much more. You know, yeah. you, you know, I bought these tomatoes from here and I know that they're quality. And, again, that people, people listen to that a whole, a whole lot more. We're really trying. We're not. We're not there yet, but we're trying to make it really easy for farmers to get paid too. We see this as a really good chance to make some side income. Uh, I really think, from from my perspective, that's kind of what sold me first. Is a, it really could be a great way to both keep food in the community and the money being paid for food. Good way to retain both. Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's crazy how um, I was my. I was showing my eight-year-old niece this year how to garden, and she was like, "Wait, so we don't have to pay for food?" And like, no, it grows in the ground mostly, you know. Um, and yeah, and that's so awesome when you do have leftover. You can, you know, supplement your income, and that—that's a cool. Everyone, everyone nowadays, especially it seems that has a side job or or something else. You know, they're starting to sell T-shirts or they're on Etsy or something. And why not, you know, do something from the garden? I, I love that. But anyway, um, well, my next question is, who are you? You know, wh- why this? Why, why gardening? Why, you know, why food? You know, wh- what's your kind of a little bit of your background and, and how, how, you know, that led you to Food Web? Looks like Stan's call dropped. Oh, no. Uh, so, okay, it looks like he's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, go quiet. ahead, Sam. Okay, um, I'll, I'll start. Um, about two years ago, I have a I have a, I have a failed startup in my in my past. Is basically I, I just I, I saw saw what Reddit did basically, and I wanted to apply it on a more political approach. So yeah. subreddits for your county district, then for your um, for your city, all the way up to state, and have it all beat up. Anyway, Hell it yeah. didn't ultimately succeed, but I still had a, you know I learned how to code as a result, and uh-huh. I've always been trying to. Uh, try to keep it up because eventually I went back to school. Whenever I got back to school, I ran into Stan um, and he kind of sold me on the idea. I had, I've never been a gardener. So Stan really has the the background and the passion for it. And since then I've kind of gained a passion for it. 
Um, I, I really believed in what he was, you know, what he was selling essentially. So it's been, that's kind of where I got my chance to rehash my programming chops. <laughs> yeah. And as Sam mentioned, um, I had worked with a nonprofit organization called Earth Rebirth, um, who essentially they had three programs. They had a food, energy, and water program. And I was leading the food program, which essentially what we did was we, we set up gardens at elementary schools, middle <laughs> schools, and high schools in uh, our city, Norman, Oklahoma, yeah. where uh, we both went to school. And so I would set up these gardens and I would work with un the university to kind of help support uh, these garden programs. And, you know, the kids really loved it. And so I got really, really into just kind of, you know, these community gardens that were being established and, you know, really getting, in, you know, by getting the students involved, you got the parents involved, too. And, um, you know, kids really got excited about growing food. And so it was just, uh, you know, having the experience of you know working within communities and you know supporting local food i really you know got a passion about it and so just from all that i kind of just started thinking about the whole field and i thought that there was a gap and the uh, food web was a way to kind of fill that gap yeah dude that that's again I, when you mentioned community gardens we we have a you know we work you know with uh, somebody here locally that they call themselves the local urban gardeners, and they've been trying to, they've been fighting and fighting the city to set up a, a community garden that they want, you know, elementary and middle school teachers to be able to take their students to, to, to kind of show them this is where your plants, you know, this is where your food comes from. And it's, it's amazing, you know, hearing somebody that's already done that and, and you, you kept it going and now it's this website. That's freaking, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it takes so little money to run a community garden. It really just takes the community to come together and work on it just a little bit. You know, if you put in one hour a week, you can get amazing results back. And so just just thinking about that, you know, I think like communities themselves have a lot of potential to, you know, provide their own food for themselves. And I think like with a lot of, you know, just being used to going to the grocery store a lot and just thinking that that's the way that it is, you know, yeah. it kind of makes you think twice, you know, what other options are out there? You know, can we uh, go around the grocery store? You know, do we really have, is this the only way for us to get food? So yeah. those are some of the questions that I really asked myself as I was, you know, working with these you know, young students who were just at first, you know, they're, you talk to them about vegetables. They're like, ew. And then like later they're super stoked to eat a bunch of kale or carrots that they've grown themselves and they get really excited about it. So, you know, it's just kind of changing mindsets, you know, and if you start with, you know, the younger, younger students, um, younger kids in the community, you know, they'll be the ones that will be growing food in the future. So that's just kind of like, that's kind of a little bit about the background where food web came out of was, you know, working within the community changing mindsets and realizing that there, you know, there's other ways to get and grow food. Yeah, definitely. And actually that, that made me think of something. Cause again, here we're, we're from, we're in Salinas and this is the Salinas valleys here of a $4.3 billion a year agriculture industry in this Valley. And, um, so factory farms are huge. You know, we got these giant, giant um, companies here, but, um, I don't know if you guys have, have the answer to this, but I'm wondering how could, 
you know, these little community gardens and, you know, the more people grow food themselves, the less profit or sales, I guess, these giant companies can make. And I'm wondering, how can these two things coexist? You know, how can we still have giant companies? Because you still need, you know, McDonald's still needs shredded lettuce and all that. Um, I'm wondering how, because here you don't see that too much. And I, honestly, sometimes they actively suppress these type of uh, community gardens and and this local, I mean, you know, farmer's market type stuff around here. And um, I'm wondering how those two can coexist. These little simple, you know, community gardens and giant thousand acre operations. Is that even possible? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think it, I think they can coexist more in the market. No matter how you look at it, food grown in, a, in an individual garden is going to cost a little bit more than something grown on a large-scale farm. They just yeah. have too much going for them. So if we just offer something in the market that is a little bit more expensive but maybe has an icon next to it that lets people know that it has been locally sourced, I think that maybe – Maybe that will kind of create some equilibrium in the market. Maybe the larger factories will say, "Okay, maybe we do need to rethink our approach to how we're how we're growing this. How can we how can we connect with the local community to see what they want and maybe get them involved?" Yeah, and I think that uh, by empowering these smaller gardens, by empowering communities, they're they're sort of the the weight that they can throw around would increase as well because you know you have these large agricultural uh, cooper, uh, cooperative movements that you know kind of you said you know sometimes they can uh, you know try to squash these little farms but you know if if there was a network connecting all of these smaller farms yeah. all of these uh, local growers you know they might be able to have more more of an influence on the industry itself so by providing them with the tools that they would need to organize themselves, perhaps that they would, as Sam mentioned, have um, uh, equalized the playing field. Yeah, yeah, I, that I, I like that. Yeah, that makes that makes a whole a whole lot of sense. You know, when yeah, if you show those big companies, hey, this isn't going away. This is this is the new way of doing business. They'll they'll mold. You know, but yeah, they they need to to feel that pressure. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of interesting to think, you know, it's, there's a lot of obstacles and, you know, these types of concepts are new, you know, using technology to connect uh, food growers and food buyers. So, you know, who, who knows what it's going to come up with, but, you know, we're, we're trying to test that field, trying to see what people are going to look for, you know, how are they going to really want to connect with each other? And, you know, every every week, Sam and I talk and we, you know, we we come up with new ideas and how to make this a little bit better. So it's always evolving, and so we're always learning something new. And you know, just even having these conversations together, you know, will will give us uh, a lot of brand new ideas to, to jump off of. Yeah. Um, well, now I, I don't right now that we're talking about big companies and all that. I when we're talking about ag, we have to we have to always bring up this one. How what do you guys feel about the big bad evil everyone hates Monsanto and GMOs and all that. I'm, 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 I'm curious, just as your your opinion. Again, we're on the internet. You can say whatever the hell you want. Well, I think um, 
you know, it's interesting to consider the ethics of food. Yeah. You know, how, you know, how pesticides are used, you know, how food is modified. But I think at the root of everything, you know, you want to ask yourself, what is it that you want to eat? You know, if you don't want to eat that stuff, you don't have to buy it. And yeah. that will hurt whatever company you're, you know, you're boycotting at the time. So, yeah, yeah I, I, you know, to me, it's, it's again, going back to the idea of changing mindsets. You know, do we want to eat this food that comes from, you have no idea where it comes from? Or, you know, do you want to have a means to find food that comes from somebody you trust? So, you know, if there is a big evil corporation out there, you know, selling food and poisoning it, you know, I'm going to try not to buy that food. You know, if I could go around and find something else to eat, then, then, then I'll do that. And, you know, if you get enough people doing that, you know, maybe the whole industry will shift. And that's, that's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. And going into that a little bit more, um, there's really, whenever you go to the market, whenever you go to the grocery store or restaurant, there's really no icon or any symbol that's synonymous with something that's locally sourced. So you have to assume that it was bought is grown from Monsanto. There's really no way around it because they've pushed, pushed, they've killed every other grower at this point out. So if we can, people are willing to spend one or two extra dollars for their meal, for their food. um, I think that could, that could chip away at their business. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't know why our generation seems to be the one that we're okay with that. You know, we, we'll, we'll spend that extra dollar. And that's why I was so interested to talk to, to you guys because I, I mean, I, I like to garden and all that, but I don't show it off. And I'm not like, yeah, you know, everyone should garden. But just talking to my friends as we've grown up, they're like, man, you know, the supermarket is bullshit. Who are these people? Why am I buying my food here? And then I got another friend who's like, I wonder how long I could live without going to the grocery store just by buying, you know, just by um, growing stuff. And it's like, dude, what the hell? Our generation's gonna kill the supermarket, and and I I, I kind of like that. <laughs> I and I hope I hope we can do it. it uh, yeah, and it, you know, with you know, by knowing individual farmers, you know, they can say, hey, I'm not using any pesticides for my stuff, and they can show it to you. You can go if you're picking it up from them. You can just you know, you form a relationship with this person, you could go to their farm and see that, you know, what types of practices um, are being used to grow this food or this meat or whatever it is, you know, it just, it, I guess what, what I'm seeing that the, these large industries, these large um, corporations is there's no trend. Well, there's some transparency, but there's not a lot, you know, food web is a way to make, the food industry a lot more transparent and it, it I think it humanizes uh, the, the food industry you know you're able to see who is growing this food what type of person are they you know where do they live how do they practice so I think you know food web would open up these windows and doors that don't exist in these larger corporations because frankly you know they can't they can have really bad practice and they can you know, use a lot of um, poisons and they can use, uh, you know, they can be abusive to their animals, you know, whatever it is, yeah. you know, you don't see it because they don't want you to see it. So the goal of Food Web is, hey, we can see this now. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's what I like when I first uh, went on it, the first couple of weeks, you know, that, that you guys had it up there. 
there, you know, somebody down in Southern California was selling some stuff, and I click, and you see their picture. You know, you you see that it's a local community garden, and it's just people from the neighborhood growing the food. And I was like, damn, I wish I could drive down there and get get a couple. <laughs> it was a dollar a pound for everything. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that yeah. that was cool. You know, again, I I live here in Salinas Valley, and there's farmers everywhere, and I don't know any of them. <laughs> I don't know what they look like, and I know they're in my town. Um, but on your website, I was able to see the the people that that were that were you know growing the plants. It was a pretty it was awesome. Yeah. So it's it's been interesting seeing, you know, the types of people who are using it. We, you know, we've had somebody from Iceland post their herbs yeah. that they want to sell, which was really cool, and they you know wrote in Icelandic. So <laughs> the cool thing is, you know, it's like uh, it could be. In California, you know, or it could be halfway across the world. So it really has a lot of potential to, uh, you know, open up these uh, markets you know, across the globe. So that would be really cool to see that happen more. Yeah, definitely. Um, and uh, well, my next question is, you guys obviously seem, you know, you're, you're smart, you're young, you, you, um, you, you know how to use technology. Um, but wh- why go into food? There, it seems like it's kind of hard to make money in this. You seem like you could excel in, in pretty much anything else. Why, why food? One of the most important things. I mean, you know, I think there's a market for it. I think there's a way to make money doing yeah. this. Uh, like I said, why not? If people are willing to pay more and people need a symbol that, uh, you know, they can they can buy locally sourced food and know it was locally sourced, um, I th- I really think this is both a good socially conscious idea and a way to make money. You know, I'm not opposed to making money at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sam's right. I mean, food's something that everybody understands. You know, it's a necessity that we all need. And I think that uh, by focusing on something like this, by bringing out technology to that will connect people around food. I I do think that there's a big part of the market that can um, that we can take advantage of, um, and Sam and Sam also mentioned you know there's we want to be that symbol that you you know if you walk into a store, uh, let's say a restaurant and you see uh, our food web sticker on the on the front door, you know hey this is these guys are on food web you could then go to the, to our website and look at this restaurant and see wow. This restaurant has 15% of its food that comes from a 50-mile radius. And, hey, wow, look, I can see where these potatoes are coming from. See so the that's, seller, yeah. That's the type of a complexity we want to uh, evolve into is to just form these links that you can, you know, you see these webs, you know, from the restaurant to the farmer. And so um, different types of stores and different types of uh communities will have different types of food webs and you know it's just being able to see these connections i think will really uh differentiate our website from really anything that's out there and i well i was just thinking i mean say yeah you walk into a restaurant it has the food web sticker on there and you're like wow i really like this tomato sauce you can get the tomatoes from the guy, you know, from the place that they got it from. Same exact tomatoes. Yeah, same. Exactly. Tom- you make this sauce at home with the same ingredients. Oh, that yeah, that's awesome. I just thought about that. That is so cool. 
Man, you guys make yeah, the Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, no, I was just going, I'm like, wow, you guys make the best French fries. And like, yeah, go buy the potatoes from the same guy. <laughs> but anyway, go, you go. Yeah, and it's, it's just interesting. You know, there's the, the um, what you could do with this is really limitless because, you know, it's really up to the people. So the, the, the idea is that there's so many of these producers out there that you would never know about. So we want to let you know that, like, hey, these French fries are super bomb. This restaurant gets them from this guy because he makes, he gets, he raises these potatoes. You know, he has really nice organic potatoes. Yeah. So um, guess what? He's about a 15-minute drive out of town. I'm just going to go there and stock up. So, you know, there's really nothing out there that, that does that. And so we want to have that brand of, uh, you know, the food web brand, you know, being giving you the option to do that. So... That's kind of our mindset right now. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I think that's a great idea. Um, I my my next question is because uh, again here in the in Salinas Valley right now the huge thing is ag tech, ag tech. Oh, they got drones and they got sensors and they got uh, lettuce picking machines and all this stuff. All these robots going out there. Um, and you guys that that are in the in the industry more in. In the next 10 years, what do you guys see as a technology that is not used too much now, but is going gonna, is gonna to be just commonplace in 10 years in the food industry? All of this ag tech will be shared. All, the, all this like required capital it takes to farm efficiently. I think that I'd like to create a network, and you know maybe FoodWeb could be that, where these local farmers, uh, gardeners – basically share these resources uh, that's what ag tech, that's what tech does is basically uh, decentralizes yeah. the need for for one person to own all that so I, I expect more ag tech but I expect it to be more easily acquirable by um, you know the average farmer hopefully anyway <laughs> yeah I, I think that's a really good way to, to state that and uh, you know what goes in hand in hand with that is you know Ag tech's going to allow farmers and producers to be more uh, self-reliant in terms of the and the types of energies that they use. So, you know, California leads the whole nation in, you know, farms that produce uh, renewable energy. So I think, yeah, as uh, uh, ag tech, uh, you know, becomes more uh, prominent for uh, farmers and you know, have a new generation of food producers, I think that they're going to also use a lot uh you know wind power uh a lot of uh, different types of renewable energies to produce their food you know be a little bit more conscious about the water that they use uh be a little bit more uh conscious about what they're putting into their products as well so i i, th I think that goes kind of uh along with what sam said yeah that that's a that was a, a good point that's again being here in the valley that's the one thing that they don't talk about that Technology allows the shared, you know, use of resources, and all you again, you just hear the big companies getting these robots and stuff. But I didn't think about, you know, hey, now this group of eight farmers just needs one tractor because through technology they can schedule everything. You know, like this is when I'm going to need it, this is when you're going to need it, and they could all get that one. That's um, yeah, again, that's a a point I never saw that um. Again, being here, you, you just hear the big picture, the giant corporations, what they're talking about, what they want to do. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really, really good point. I didn't think about that one. 
Yeah, it's interesting to consider, you know, the changes that are going to happen uh, in the next 15 years. I think they're going to be pretty drastic with, you know, what technology and social social media is going to be able to do for, uh, you know, food growers and food buyers, you know, being able to connect with people and, uh, you know, on a real-time basis and to see what's growing in real time and to see what's going to be available in real time. Yeah. These types of things, I think, are going to become more and more important as, you know, we advance technology in the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, no, no, that, yeah, that, that's, yeah, you always got to, because you, you get stuck on what, what's going on now, what's going on now. And I was talking to a guy one time, I was like, well, what, what, what about 10 years, 15 years from now? And it's like, hmm, never thought about that. Where, where is this headed? <laughs> where is this headed? Um, but yeah, it's. This technology is going to really social media and farms. That's crazy. I, I mean, that ten years ago, you it would have been like, "What? What are you talking about?" MySpace. And, 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 and you know, that's one of the challenges now. You know, trying to reach out to food growers. Uh, you know, we have a lot of old school farmers out there that might not be as tech savvy. And we want to be able to reach them too. So, you know, to make these systems as intuitive as possible that really anybody can use them, that's our goal. You know, everybody from, you know, your urban uh, grower to more of the traditional grower, we want to be able to reach out to both of those demographics by making the website as intuitive as possible. And Sam's been doing a really fantastic job at that. And, you know, you kind of mentioned that as well. Can you go into the website? It's, you know, there's not too much to confuse somebody there. Yeah, that's uh, we refine uh, it every day. It, it started out pretty ugly. I think the first <laughs> time you may have posted something, it was like pretty bare bones. So it's we just kind of we go through the process once a week. Like, what's a small change I can make right now to make it just a little bit more intuitive? And I try to I try to do those as much as possible. The bigger features, like eventually having sell, having a seller be able to make money and then have food web be able to take. Small percentage. Yeah, that's works. That's that's a big thing. I don't want to touch people's credit card information, but we're really trying the little tiny uh, cosmetic things. We we encourage people to criticize us on those because I I can fix those. Those those aren't don't take a whole lot of time. Yeah. Well, that's what I liked about it is sometimes when you're signing up to something new, you're kind of apprehensive because you're like, man, what's all this information they're asking and what are they going to do with it? You guys are like. Give us your name. Give us your email. There, boom. You're you're, you're in. You're in. Start selling I can see stuff. Password. And if if I ever take credit card information, it will. We won't. I don't want to have anything to do with that credit card information. Yeah. So I'm, I found a way to basically use this other service that everyone uses, and they they just I send a token to them. I don't know what it is. It, it's just, it makes me nervous just as much as it makes you nervous. Yeah. 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 I can imagine, yeah, people hear all those stories, you know, and it's, you know, again, it's cool to hear that, you know, people are working to, from the beginning, to, to try to prevent, you know, you're not even taking credit card information yet, but you're already thinking, of, you know, how to protect it if you do, and when you do. Yeah, so we're, we're basically building out all of our functions now, you know, every, Sam mentioned every week we're trying to add a little bit something new, and get feedback from users, and uh, but you know we've gotten a lot of a lot of really constructive criticism so far, and uh, so we're just hoping that um, you know our system can can reach you know both the uh, 
you know, kind of the old school farmer and uh, maybe some of the new school urban farmers. So hopefully, hopefully that, that they see that when they see the website. Yeah. And that website again is foodweb.io. That's dot IO. That's, you know, people got to get used to that, but that the dot com. Yeah. Wait, that's money. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and, and IOs are everywhere. That, that, I mean, that they're everywhere and that that's what, you know, again, it, yeah, things change fast. People get used to it. You know, it's food, foodweb.io. And is there anything else you guys want to add? I kind of went through my questions there. You know, if there's anything you guys want to say. Thanks well, for the time. Yeah, thanks for having us. And, you know, we hope that your community out there will test it out, see if they can meet their own neighbors who sell food. Yeah. And that's really the goal is, you know, getting it out there. And if people want to find food that way, then we, we hope that they will. Maybe you make a friend doing it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And somebody that can feed you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so Sam and Stan, um, thanks again, and thanks for, for being patient with my erratic emailing schedule. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a long time coming, but I was excited to interview you guys, and um, we definitely will be talking to you guys again. This will not be the only time that you'll be on, on Slings Underground or on anything, you know. Well, we'll, well definitely we had a, we had a blast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, and again, th- thanks again. We're we're not the best interviewers just yet, you know. Um, but but you know, thanks for putting up with us, and 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 we'll we'll be better next time we talk, and, and we'll be in contact. This was our first interview, so oh hell yeah, <laughs> we did all right. Yeah, all right. So we'll we'll I'll, I'll send you guys all the information of when the episode's up and all that. Um, so yeah, but again, th- thanks again for being on the show and. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks. Take care. Yeah, so that was... Yeah, you... Yeah, so again, I, I, this real quick. I hope you, you guys learned something. Again, foodweb.io, I would strongly encourage you guys to sign up. Just sign up. You don't even have to have a garden. Just sign up. Start showing that, you know, people are out there listening and people are interested in, in what they're doing. And, you know, they're just they're just some two dudes, you know? They're not multimillionaires. They're not this big conglomerate. They're not this this nameless corporation. Um, they're just two guys that are really trying to make a difference. And you heard in their voice. You you heard what what they they they're talking about. And again, I really I really like the idea. The one that like you can get your vegetables from the same place that your favorite restaurant gets their vegetables. You know, so you know that not only are you eating quality stuff, you're you're buying quality stuff when you go to a restaurant. Um, and, and yeah, there's, I mean, so much again, from making friends to making money yourself, to, um, to just, just helping the community. And it's a, it's a worldwide thing. That's what I love that it's on the internet. Like they said, it's Iceland, you know, Iceland showed up just on on the very first, you know, first months there. And it was awesome. So, so again, foodweb.io, I strongly encourage anybody just to make an account. You don't, there's no emails that you get sent every month or every week or anything. There's no credit card information that you have to fill out. It's very basic, but just make an account. Let them know that Selena's really cares about this this urban stuff and um and uh and yeah, and it, it takes it just take a couple seconds to to do it. Uh, I would encourage uh if you know anyone that um has an excess amount of anything to to go ahead and sign up as well so that they can um put themselves out there you know like 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 you're signed up you don't know when the hell you want to make tomato paste again you know what i mean um well, i'm sure you can sell tomato paste online 
I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole idea again is is, is to sell. Um, is is to just keep lo- keep it local. Buy your stuff local. Yeah. We grow it. We make it. We sell it. You know, it's not. Yeah. Meet your neighbors. Yeah. Exactly. You you not you don't know what the guy next door is growing. You know. Um. But yeah. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the interview and. And, you know, we'll, we'll catch you all next week. Again, thanks for listening. Thanks for the likes. Go on uh, iTunes. Review us on iTunes if you like what you're listening to. Even if you don't like what you're listening to, go review us. Just be honest on there. We, we You know, it's we pretty awesome. when there's stars with, with Venus Apollo. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you have a valid we'll point, that's you, okay. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> We're okay you. with it. Um, Give me a little more volume there. But, yeah, so uh, please, please, you know, again, like on Facebook, review on iTunes, on Stitcher, on any podcast app. Once again, if you do have a podcast app and you cannot find us, please let us know. Please let us know so we can we can add ourselves to that directory. And, and yeah, thanks again for another awesome week on the Salinas Underground. It's been fucking real. You got to say, Cujo. Um... Thank y'all for having us. Thank y'all for listening to us. Thank y'all for dealing with Baldo's rants here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Mike, I, I guess uh, we'll see y'all in a few days. Yeah, hell yeah, it's almost Sunday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Later, y'all. Uh, yeah, have a good one.